for joining me for the Plant Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Howie Jacobson. Before we get talking, I want you to listen to this. We rise, humbly hearted rise, we won't be divided, rise, with spirit to guide us, rise, in hope. I've known one of today's guests, Harold Messinger, for about 28 years. He was my boss at a Jewish summer camp back in 1993. He is a cantor, and with the other guest, James Pollard, they are the uh, founders and leading lights of an interfaith music program that includes many different faith traditions in the Philadelphia area, from Baptist to Muslim to Jewish, um, and all sorts of uh, flavors in between and outside, I guess. And they've created something quite remarkable. Because, you know, you can have sort of interfaith stuff, like once in a while, two different faith traditions will come together and do something. But there's a lot of sort of awkwardness and, and treading lightly and... What they have done is created like a multi-faith musical community where the music itself helps build the community. The music itself helps validate each community's contribution to, to the whole. And it becomes a language through which people can, can come together to transcend differences. And their work is just so beautiful that I wanted to highlight it on this podcast. So Harold and James um, got together. J- James was uh, kindly pulled over. He was in his car. Harold, I think, was at a, a home office. And we had a, uh, a lovely jam session. You can s- clearly see the mutual love and regard between these two amazing bright lights of music and humanity. And I, it was just one of those conversations that left me so elevated, so hopeful, and so happy. So I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, James Pollard and Harold Messinger, welcome to the Plant Yourself podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't why don't we start since um, you know t- two people f- double double the fun? Uh, why don't you guys in- introduce yourselves? And ha- Harold, I'll start with you because I've known you since 1993. Wow. Uh, that, right. So I'm Harold Messinger. In my day job is. Cantor or Chazan at uh, Congregation Beth Am Israel in uh, just outside Philadelphia in Penn Valley. And I'm here because uh, we, myself and, and James, and now James can introduce himself in a moment, here to talk about our collaboration over the last 13 years doing interfaith music. Excellent. And James. Yes, Welcome. sir. I'm James. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm James Pollard. Um, uh, as Harold said, I'm Harold's partner. I My day job is I'm a technologies consultant, but if you know me through and through, I am a musician, songwriter, uh, composer, and uh, that's what 
uh, that's what I do best. I do it in my sleep. I hear music, dream music, sniff music, eat music. So that that is who I am. But uh, during the day, I'm a, a, a technologies consultant. So gotcha. So how, James, how did you guys meet and start collaborating? By accident. Uh, one day, um, it wasn't really asked. So what's interesting is Harold, we both grew up in the same area, Lower Marion High School, uh, Lower Marion School District, but Harold went to uh, a Hebrew school as Private a lot Jewish of my, yeah, as a lot of my uh, Jewish friends did. And I never knew him, uh, <laughs> but we were, you know, his father was an orthodontist or dentist, orthodontist, orthodontist, yeah, orthodontist and, and actually did a lot of my friend's teeth, which I didn't know. So it was like we were so close, but yet so far away. <laughs> so one day um, every year, uh, as, as I was growing up um, uh, here in the district, in, in the Normary School District, Normarian Air Township area, uh, Zion Baptist Church of Ardmore, which my father is the pastor of a church, used to have uh, a, a get together with uh, a congregation um, Mainline Reform Temple. And we used to, for their satyrs, we used to go participate. Uh, and, you know, so growing up, I was always familiar with the satyrs, all of the delicacies, the, the, the filter fish and then matzo ball soup and so forth and so on. And we in the African-American community uh, saw the gefilte fish and named it gefilte feet because we didn't think it was very it was very tasty, but Harold, Harold switched that up for me altogether. So I, as I, as I digress, but um, so I'd gone away, moved away. I lived in St. Louis after college. I went to college in Atlanta, Georgia, went to St. Louis, uh, was living in DC. And then I came back and mom was like, well, we're still doing the Seder, but they added another uh, synagogue and it was a uh, temple Beth And so we, so I'm just like, they got a little boring because they were a little redundant. So one day I go there and there's this guy, Harold, uh, was sitting, he had a, he had his guitar and, um, we were just messing around and we started playing Beatles songs. And Harold looks at me and I look at him <laughs> like, you're a Beatles fan or you're a Beatles fan. So, um, then we both got together. was like, Hey, we should just do something musically. And ever since then we have been, we've been, uh, friends and we've, we kind of revolutionized the way that the, um, uh, uh, Jewish community and the Baptist community, uh, come together in fellowship in music and in love. And, and I, again, I'll say that that is directly attributed to Harold and I, because before the, before, we got involved. My mom was a part. She she got together. She was a uh, uh, founder uh, of the choir. There was a big uh, unity choir. And um, but the satyrs were just, you know, black people were talking about slavery. The Jews were talking about the Holocaust. And I was like, every year it's the same story. Let's do something different, please. <laughs> so then so then Harold and I said we just started collaborating. And we as I said, we've been uh, friends ever since brothers ever since. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just add that, you know, one of the funny things was that I, I, I have always, and I've, I've you know, James, we've, I've had the, the, the white guy trapped in a black woman's body conversation with, with James. <laughs> but years before I ever met James and, ever, and, and years before this collaboration started, let alone flourished, I have a very distinct memory. I was like 23 years old, maybe just after how you and I met, and I was... Uh, putting on my uh, tefillin, those are the, the leather straps that, that traditional Jews will, will wear in the morning service while listening to Amazing Grace by Aretha Franklin and finding like, 
and like you know, I'm, I'm going through the physical motion of the prayer, but I'm but I'm hearing and singing Aretha Franklin, and I said it was like some, somewhere something was telling me it doesn't make sense right now, but it it will make sense, hmm. you know. And you know, several years later, and like James, I had left Philly after high school, and about twenty years later came back to study. Uh, cantorials to go to cantorial school took a job at, at Beth Am Israel and I find out nine months later oh we're going to be part of this MLK unity service we're going to be part of this model Seder you know uh, African-American Jewish collaboration and I I couldn't believe what I was hearing I mean when I first heard the music in the church that first year I came out of the back room and there's this just this onslaught this like onslaught of of you know Hammond organ and bass and drums and the sound of the choir. And I, I was just swept away, you know, and then, and then I discovered that this was a role that I could actually uh, impact. And then like James said, we got together and started to, to work on stuff outside of the, the, uh, the normal sort of here's where we do this thing. And here's where the blacks and Jews get together for that thing. And we're like, can we do more than this? And they're like, Sure, no one ever asked. <laughs> um, and we just saw that as kind of our invitation to kind of dream about what the collaborate, what the musical musical collaboration could be. But also we were, we were becoming friends at the same time. So I think, whereas I think it always ended at, okay, we're, this is where the black people sit, this is where the white people sit, and we'll meet on these two occasions. And we'll, but then it was like, okay, see you next year. But um, for me, and I think for James too, you know, it was like, I'll see you next week. Like, yep. let, like let's keep doing this. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, a few things jump out of me for, from that story. And thank you both for, for kicking us off. Um, one, one is um, just want to say to, uh, to my vegan audience that um, gefilte fish, if you've never had it, <laughs> Has, has probably converted more people to veganism than Paul McCartney. <laughs> Listen, that was a culture shock for the black Baptist kids growing up. Like, what is that? It's and Jewish I soul food. Saying, yeah, Jewish soul food, gefilte fish. And we were like, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's like, this was the stuff that the only stuff that we could afford. It's like, who knows what part of the fish this is? We're, we're just going to brine it and say a prayer and get it done. Yes. Yes. So, but I will say, I, so then, Harold, I was I had given Gefilte Fish such a bad rap, and no lie, Harold was like, James, right into my mom's house for a real Seder, and you will change your mind. And, Howie, when I tell you, I'm so happy I went and and every my I have I I know as you can see I can call it gefilte fish and not gefilte feet okay so it is gefilte fish now Harold's mom did it justice and I was I, my whole it, my whole uh, uh, feelings around gefilte fish has changed <laughs> a well right. a well prepared gefilte fish uh, will beat a jar of manischewitz any day <laughs> right. <I'm all> right. <laughs> Yeah. Although the some 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 people can only get the gefilte fish down with a bottle of manischewitz. So. <laughs> <Sure. Sure. laughs> 
<laughs> so, but enough of enough of that. So, a, a couple of things I I just want to reflect back, like when, like the way you guys met and started working together seems really important, and that there was sort of this kinship over music, over this passion you loved before, like sort of the like the do-gooder aspects of we're going to be interfaith. Cause like, I, I, you know, I don't know what it's like in the black community, but from, in my experience in the Jewish community is doing interfaith things, you know, there, it's very sort of precious. It can be very precious. Like, Oh, we're going to be good people and meet with other people. And, you know, well, you know, we get together and it's very awkward and we're incredibly respectful of one another in a way that nothing real happens. And it sounds like you, you guys came in under that, un underneath it before it ever became an issue. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say real quick that one of the things that I've you know loved and appreciated about my friendship with James is that it's real. It's a real friendship. And when we th there are things that we talk about and we may touch on some of them here. But when, when it's just the two of us getting real about what's going on in Israel, what's going on in, you know, white Jewish black relations or, or just what's like, here's what James can tell me what's really happening in the church or in the, or in the black community. And I can reflect back a very, you know, a lot of different opinions. So that, that became sort of, it's a natural, natural extension of just hanging out together. But we also realized that over and over again, we were just kind of bumping into all these, all these, all this music that we love from, from different places and saying, wow, you too. Yeah, me too. And then it would just, that would just feed it. So there was what doesn't seem to happen in these formal or even like, Hey, let's get together and sing is that's where it ends. And every attempt that we've had, I think it on a communal level um, to try and like, Hey, let, let, let's, let's get together and talk. I think there's, there's a lot of, trepidation and a lot of like you know airs about the formality of it which which doesn't let people be real and um and i don't i can't speak to anyone else but you know we make an effort to get together um and work together so you know everyone else may be having a good time or maybe think that they're doing the right thing but for for us it, it's always sort of transcended that and the music's always been at the center of that yeah um, yeah, just to uh, come off that music is the great equalizer. And um, Harold and I, we've had you know, difficult conversations and and, you know, I may see something that I don't understand in regards to the Jewish faith or what's going on. And I'll, I'll pick up the phone, Harold. Or text them. What is this? You know, and likewise, he'll be like, James, what's this? <laughs> you know, and then we get an understanding. So it's it is a it is as Harold said, a a, a true dialogue. And then that comes based on based on that foundation. It comes out in the music. You know, it comes because I I say this to this day, Howie. Harold knows more black music than I do. That's the truth. Okay, <laughs> that is the truth. He he will come up to me and say. Hey, have you heard this? I was like, well, where'd you hear that from? Now, for me, I'm spoiled rotten, you know, and I and and it, it is a it's it's maybe privilege, but you know, Harold will come with a new chord 
He'd be like, James, I just learned this chord on the piano. And I'm like, Harold, we play that in the church all the time. <laughs> you know? So, so Harold, it's like he knows all this music, but being in the black church, you hear it's all genres. It's jazz. It's, it's, it's opera. It's, it's funk. You know, it's, it's what, it's rock and roll. Whatever you want to do, it's all right there. And I want to say that not every church does that, but Zion does. And that's as a result of the leadership of my father, who, who was just open to all kinds of music. Just as long as it's good, do it. That's his philosophy. Just as long, if it's not good, he will let you know and you will not be invited back to the church. Yeah. I'm just playing. But you won't, you know, he'll, he'll let you know that now we, we're not, we're not, you need to go and practice that. <laughs> you know, or don't do that again, son. <laughs> and the funny thing, and, and James, he, he mentioned it, but I, I want to come back that James's father, uh, Jim Pollard and, his, and his, his mom, Virginia, who are both sort of, pastor reverend and have been at the church they just had their 125th anniversary they've been ministers there um for 50 years married 50 years and really in the ministry at that church so zion baptist church which is a little you know one room kind of like your classic you know uh motown 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 yeah it's 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 hitsville and it was it's one thing to say hey you're you're like our synagogue is partnering with this particular church to do interfaith service. Okay. Well, there are lots of synagogues who do that, but I, but I tell you how, Ian, it's, I'll send you some clips just from last night, the music and the talent, it's just, it's overwhelmingly unbelievable. And James's line is like, Harold, there are a million of us. And I say to him, that may be true, that may be true but there's something special about the the combination. And I know that your dad's sort of fostering that openness and letting music kind of guide what happens there. Yes. Plus the, plus just the innate uh, talent of these, of these women and men in particular, just it's, it's, it's truly like, it's such a blessing to to have fallen really fallen into that by luck and you know and then we're like okay well let let's let's do let's do everything we can to sort of you know shine a light on this music and that's kind of what we've been doing for the last 10 years yeah. so so let me ask you so you know i'm hearing you both talk from the perspective of the music and there's also the perspective of the faith right, right. so james you're the you're the child of pastors harold you're a you know Cantor, you're like you're a professional faith you know, person of faith. James what? is a son of a preacher, man. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, ah, that's the yeah. truth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of boys to men vibes here. So, like, what what do you like when you started doing this work? What did you see were the the spiritual benefits or the communal benefits you know so like okay there's great music everybody everybody loves great music the more great music in the world the better the world is but specifically around like you know you do stuff with with youth right there's young people performing together and it's i've seen some clips where it's not just your two institutions but there's um, muslim girls you know with their heads covered yes. there's all sorts of yes. like what's you know, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation is there's there's so effing little good news in the world. <laughs> like, I just want, you know, sort of cling to like beautiful stories. 
Um, so what, what do you see as the, you know, the outcome, not just for you guys, not just for the music, but for, for community, for faith, for what religion at its best is supposed to do for people? I'll, I'll, so, so for me, and, and I say this, the, the how now we've done two projects. The first one was, was, was good. It's called These Songs of Freedom. And that was kind of based around, um, based around the Seder, the holiday, right? But the next time, you know, uh, and, you know, Harold has, has his, he's a cancer. And as I said, we talked a, a lot about, we share a lot of the same views on, you know, not, don't want to get into politics, but our last album was called Of Love and Protest. And it was d- directly attributed to what happened uh, in 20, uh, was it 2016 with the election of Donald Trump? Because, you know, and I'll say this, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but all hell broke loose in this in this country. OK, so I don't, I don't know what your politics are. I really don't care. But it's my opinion. Yes. So all hell, all hell broke loose. And one of the things that happened were I think one of the initial things, they were desecrating the Jewish graves. And we had a, uh, a protest in Center City. And Harold and I both were like, yo, man, this is just not right. What are we going to do? Let's make some music. Okay. So now the title of the, of it is of love and protest. Now my mom is always like, that's her, her theme. If you don't have love in your heart, you're not anything. And then we, we also, you know, Harold loves Edwin Starr's war. What is it good for? You know, those protest songs. We're like, Hey, let's combine it. I'm a writer. Harold is a writer. We arrange everything. But then we are like, you know, this is also when they were discriminating against Muslims and, 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 and people of the uh, lesbian community. I mean, it was just like discrimination going run wild. So I was like, Harold, let's just open this up to everybody. And that good things start happening. It didn't come. We weren't trying to do anything. We were just like, hey, man, if you feel like you've been oppressed, if you have something to say, this is your place to do it. This is your music. So then income and, and we said we want to make it all inclusive because at the end of the day, we're my belief is how I believe we're all the same. Like we, we bleed, we breathe. We're all the same, you know, and, and if you lead with love, you're going to be OK. So then we started, you know. Hey, hey, this person led to this person, this person led to the next person in the video shoot. Uh, I think you're you're referring to uh, We Rise. We had a, a um, and, and was hilarious. And Harold can pick up off this. We had a, a, a Muslim lady come in and her mother came in and she came in one time. She didn't come to any rehearsal. She came in one time. She did her part and we've never seen her. again. But she brought her mother. And during the time of the recording in the studio, her mom it was time for prayer, their prayer, Muslim prayer. So fortunately, Harold likes to record and tape everything. So we had the video recorder. And so I asked her, I said, would you mind if we tape your mother? Because this is beautiful. This is what we are promoting, all inclusiveness. Would you mind if we tape your mother praying? She was like, no, go ahead. So it's there in the video. So I, I say that, you know, I, and, and, you know, I, I like a lot of musicians say, well, I haven't written uh, our best song. But I think to this date, like just as far as, where our hearts were, the passion, the the we're only doing this because we would like to say something. This is uh, the height of what who we are as interfaith. Uh, this last album of love and protest. So how you can you can uh, chime in as well. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's everything you said. I you know I'm I'm, I'm with you. I was just going to add that the we we sort of said we we want and feel like we need to include. Um, Muslim women, we had women from uh, the, I think they called it the Church of the Latter-day Saints, what we knew as Mormonism. 
we had a lovely young woman, um, not even so young, just, you know, so a woman with two young kids, but who we put out the word through the Philadelphia Interfaith Center um, that a, a congregant of, of ours at Beth Am, um, Abby Stallman Hockey, runs. And so she sort of put the word out like, you know, group forming to do interfaith music. And from that, I got people to just respond. And whether it was this person, that person, that they, they, they came out both for the video of this particular song that we did and then, and then subsequently the album. And then the last two years, people have come and gone. It's kind of the, the core is myself, James, a woman named Molly, um, sort of the funk brothers of the church and funk sisters of the church who are kind of, that's the grounding. So there's a, there's definitely a, a grounding in the music that is um, gospel soul and, and rock. So we'll, in, we'll weave in the Beatles come together and then, yep. and then we'll have a Muslim girl leading sort of a, a call to prayer. And that'll weave into, you know, for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield, oh, you know, and that'll go into whatever. So, there, there, there's a great sort of um, interest in that. And that's what gets people up off their seats. It's, it, it gets people clapping. And we're just reflecting back, like, what we're doing, there's a lot of behind the scenes to make it happen. On the other hand, it's so easy. And it's, and it's free of, it's like conflict-free, you know, in that regard. Not that, we could, not that we couldn't go the next place and break it down and have that real conversation, but sometimes it just living as what it is, is really therapeutic and helpful and positive. And I think that's kind of where we wanted to take things. James, did you have, did you have something you wanted to say? No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. You better yeah, agree. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love that you're talking about kind of these very messy genres. Like it's, you know, like that, that, that draw upon all these different traditions. Cause like, you know, my, my big issue with the religion that I grew up with is that it, it tends to be exclusive, right? There's so many parts of it that separate us and yeah, it's good. It's good to have your tribe and to, you know, to kind of go deep into kind of the, some pure veins of, of thought but it quickly becomes, you know, sterile or antagonistic when it's not, yeah. you know, part, part of a broader conversation. And just like, you know, you probably, you know, like what are the roots of gospel? It's, you know, African chant, it's, you know, Irish folk ballad, it's Appalachian, you know, people. it's all of it. Yes, sir. And that th you're consciously sort of bringing these, you know, these strains back together is kind of, is a beautiful metaphor for, you know, people coming back together as well. Sort of, a, you know, I'm hearing, you know, a unity and we rise. It's not like I rise, you rise, you rise, you rise, but it's a, you know, this thing that happened in 2016 challenged all of us to say, you know, what groups are we part of? Who, who is us? <laughs> one, one of my favorite moments in in that in our first project was james and i were sitting at the church and we had said Let, let's just get together and kind of you know mess around see what happens so i, I started playing him dayenu die dayenu you know very boom 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 and james kind of listens and he's like sing that again and then james starts singing 
sort of, I guess, a gospel standard. Oh, Lord, Lord, we praise praise you. And he starts singing it. And all of a sudden I start accenting Dayenu with a more of a gospel bam, 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 instead of hitting it like, you know, like a thump up. And, and then we're like, whoa, 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 what just happened? And we realized that it was actually the same, very, very similar songs that came from who, got, who knows where. They didn't come from the same place in Eastern Europe, that's for sure. But all of a sudden it's like, that makes sense. And that was really fun. And then we took that song and we, we we overlaid the the, the concept of Dianu saying you know it, it was enough with sort of the, the the recounting of the civil rights movement through to when Obama was president because that's when we sort of did this song like 2010 and we had James's dad on the recording saying if it wasn't for this it would not have been enough so we kind of flipped the 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 meaning a little bit but it felt right and that was that was kind of an inkling that was you know, years before Trump and years before we felt like, actually, we need to do this because this is good. And let's, let's keep it not pure, but let's, let's keep what this is alive, you know, because otherwise, you know, you know, that what, what, what do you have? We just felt like this could be a great vehicle. And so we've been able to perform. We performed at the uh, Sisterhood Shalom Salam. This is the women uh, the women, Muslim Jewish women's uh, group that meets, they have satellite places all over the country and they meet once a year outside of Philly and we've performed there twice. And that was very powerful too. And to have Muslim women in our group, which was very powerful and they loved it, you know, and that wasn't Muslim work. That was just straight up. Let's just rock this place. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we were signing, we were signing autographs on the way out of there. I can't like it was, <laughs> No, seriously, I'm not exaggerating. Like, I was like, whoa, really? And how am I looking at it? We looked at each other like, is this really happening? And again, it just came from a place. It, it just all revolves around coming from a place of love. Like, let's just, you know. And what I like as just as a, as, a, uh, uh, as a black guy, just seeing when you go, when people who you don't know have heard your version of Dianu, and they were, and, and they can't sing it Harold's old way anymore. When they heard the new way, they have to hear it. They have to hear it our way. I'm like, oh my god! Like you, know, you just never know the reaction you're going to get from it, you know. So, and 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 one quick thing, and then I'm sure you got another question. The Jewish the re, the relationship between Jews and gospel music is e- either you're like. What, what is this thing or just embrace it and kind of be released into it. Meaning that I think part of the, the joy of getting together once a year for MLK so we can have this unity choir, honestly, and it was certainly like this for me was like, wow, I get to participate. I get a window into the deep soul music of gospel in as close to an authentic place as I can. Like when you're, when we're in the church together, and something happens and you feel you feel the presence of God just kind of descend yep. or ascend. That's real. And that doesn't happen in quite that way in synagogue. And even though what we do musically in our synagogue is it's what we do, but it's not. And it, nor do I think it should be a black gospel experience because that wouldn't be real. Um, well, yeah. So. Um, I mean, I have a question. Authentic. 
Yeah, I have a question for James, and I want to, I want to preface sort of with, which I hope isn't terrible, but uh, what comes to mind is a movie scene, and I don't, I don't know if you guys are immediately um, keeping the faith with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller and Ed Norton, where they bring in Ben Stiller is excoriating his congregation for how boringly and how oh. uninspired they sing this song, Ain Kelohano, There is None Like Unto You. And he brings in the Black Gospel Choir to rock the synagogue. And that's pretty much to, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So it seems to me when I think when I when I, you know, I'm a historian by by training and like Jewish liter, liturgical liturgical culture arose largely by trying to placate the church to say we're 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 good. We're not Christian, but we're Christian like. And we're going to, you know, and by like, like Calvinist, like we're going to, you know, behave, we're going to sing in the like to really, and it feels, it feels like that the Jews, when they are exposed to gospel music in a, in a, in a way where it is, it feels welcoming and safe and understandable that it kind of redeems a part of our tradition that we had taken away from us and so my question to you yeah yeah. so my question to you is what 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 is the black experience of like what do you get out of this for me and uh, me personally it's just it's just learning learning the culture you know of uh, and, and respecting the culture of the Jewish traditions, right? Harold and I, like I have, I have just because of Harold, have we have deep conversations. My dad is a is a scholar, like like par excellence. But I get to because he's on the Baptist side, and Harold does the liturgical Jewish uh, um, tradition, you know, uh, services all the time. I get to ask him questions and I've learned more about Christianity from Harold than I have from my father, just because Christianity, Jesus was a Jew. Okay. So I get to ask Harold. So what this trans this tradition, you know, how we're all the same. And, and, and yet now I ask deeper questions, right? So that's what I get to learn. And I, I understand where, you know, like we ask our name of God, you know, now, Technically, in, in the black church, you know, and again, I learned how to so there is no name of God. Right. I am that I am. That's what he said to Moses. There is no name of, of God in the black church. And, and God is this and else this and that, blah, 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 blah. you know, the greatest. And, and I like talking to Harold because that's the foundation of where Jesus came to. And just learning and understanding from historical perspective of Moses and gods and the plague. So that's what I get out of it. Just the actual history and not so much the theatrics, you know, and the, the, the emotional. That's where, you know, emotional is good, but you also got to like, okay, well, why am I shouting? Am I shouting on something that's real or, you know, why, why, am, why are we getting emotional? So that's what it is for me. And I just want to say, um, to your point, what Harold was saying about the music, and, and you, to your point, Harold, about letting go, you know when I knew it was happening, it was real. And we were doing a song in the Unity Choir called Safe in His Arms, which is actually, and I'm not, it's not a shameless plug, but it's on of love and protest. And 
Harold is always upset because it's like we should be recording these church services because everything happens so spontaneous. All right. So there's a there's a the core of our group is Harold, Jake, Obam, um, and uh, Dean Mallory and uh, Derek um, and and Joe Hatch. I forget Derek's name right off the uh, top. But when we're all together, like 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 stuff happened. So anyway, they were singing this song and it wasn't a hardcore and this to your point out about letting letting your guard down. It wasn't hardcore Jesus Jesus Jesus, but it was the song's called Safe in His Arms. And when the storms of life are raging, you know, you have shelter in the Lord's arms. And it got to this point where again in the in the, tr- in the tradition of of black music, the, you get to the hook and you just keep nailing it and nailing it and nailing it. And when I look over Harold was playing he stopped playing he's got tears in his eyes Jake is on the guitar jumping up and down like he's at a punk rock concert because he's so overwhelmed with emotion I looked out into the crowd now of course the black people have lost it and fainting and, and, and going off but I looked down to the crowd and I see all the Jewish people with their hands up and tears in their eyes and that's when I was just like it's working it's and working. I'm gonna, and Howie I'll send you the recording that James because I actually had recorded that particular live recording. <laughs> it's in my archives, but I have it. I have it, and you can share it with your audience. I have it as a, as a shareable um, song, and I think I think it even comes across. Even if you weren't there, you you can feel the emotion, and something kind of settled in where you felt it. And by the way, that's a psalm. That's that's one of our, you know. It's it's you know the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lays me in the meadow grass. I mean, the words that Kelly sings in that tune with the choir, it's coming right out of our tradition. And that I don't want to overlook that. It's, it's an amazing, deep, deep link. And we kind of come back to that. And I think that even though it wasn't like explicit, I want to sing, I don't want to sing gospel music at my Friday night service, but I want to make our Friday night service alive. <laughs> And it has, it comes alive when the music comes alive and people feel permission to participate. And it's not a performative thing. The church is amazing that way because in the church, what I've learned and noticed and sort of stolen is if I sing with all my heart, you'll sing with all your heart, but I have to do it in a way that invites you to sing along and not listen to me. And when the whole, that's the amazing thing about it. Last night I was in a, at an event at the church and the, the choir singing but the crowd is singing too. And that was like, oh, but that's a, that's a, that's like a very conscious, but subtle way of, of invitation. And that's something that I definitely owe that experience, my own experience and then taking that, but with the music that was, you know, what we were doing in our synagogue. So it wasn't about the style of music. It was about the way it's presented and about the way it's shared. So we have a couple of minutes left, which makes me very sad because I want to maybe we maybe we can arrange a, a part two. Sure. Um, but I'm curious what what you've heard from participants, from the young people, from the community. Like what has been what have you seen in terms of positive outgrowths of, of the work you guys are doing together? Well, I'm, I'll jump in to say I, I was blessed these last 10 years to have these two young women, Olivia and Caroline Freewald, sisters, both with beautiful voices and also a beautiful connection to a spirit and to God and to wanting to sort of participate almost weekly 
over over the course of ten years in not just the service, but all of our on, on all of our recording projects. You know, it's like, hey, what do you you know? And they're there if we're going out to that event or that event. And so whether it was the Unity Choir or the Interfaith Music Project that we developed, um, th- they in particular, but others from the, from the synagogue. Um, and so knowing that they had a, a doorway in to what what was very special, but also very open. That was great. And I was really happy um, to know that we had created something that, that there was a doorway in and, and basically you just needed to say, I'm, I'm in and great. Come, you know, just to join us. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I, I think that again, um, and to the point where I, I, I see, you know, once, it's, it's just the thing of once you we've had a lot of, again, as Howard said, the core has stayed the same. But we've had the good news is we've had a lot of the the youth get involved, you know, after they'll hear they hear somebody on the drums. Next thing you know, somebody's playing the drums or or the bass or or the, or the singing and, and the free wall sisters can sing. They can really sing. And they they what I appreciate about their spirit, even though they they kind of they very I don't want to say revere that's the, but they really respect the, 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 Af- the black singers from the church. They're coming in like, well, we got a little bit to give too. Right. And, and I like it, you know, cause they're, they're, they're learning, they're taking in and, and vice versa. So it, it all, it, I, again, it just all comes together as this wonderful interfaith yeah. gumbo. And, and the core <laughs> female singers, I think just sort of unconsciously, James and I wanted very much to promote female voices um, nope. and, and not only, I mean, you know, the, the, the range of singers, let's say from 17 to mid twenties as kind of our core singers, but they are, they're, they're, there's, there's it, and it's not just that they're talented and they have the, the feel, they also show up, you know, and you have to show up. And that's, I think, part of what, you know, we've made a point, like we've created something that they want to show up to and that feed, because then it sounds it has that sound, that sound of, of rich, beautiful harmonies with a soulful vibe and the band can but, just yes. play. But to your point, Harold, that sound, and this is what I was going to say, you know, again, we, we kind of uh, uh, equated it to Motown. Maybe we should call it Faith Town, right? But they, those <laughs> yeah. kids, the kids are getting, they're getting schooled by the older uh, like yeah. the, the Kim Muses, the Carolyn Hatchers, the Dean, the Dean Mallory's um, they're there. Those are their harmonies. Like, because I know how to right. bring me something and I don't know how I want it to sound. And I'm and that's not my gift is not teaching parts. Right. So I'll just be like, Kim, teach, teach the sopranos this. And, you know, Kim can sing alto soprano and she'll give them the part. And then, bam, we have the sound. So in essence, it's really right. a school. It really, really is a school. So now, now that you've got me thinking about it, like that's what happens. So. And that, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's it, it's the it's the older women, sort of the matriarchs of this Zion Baptist Church sound that they've invited us into, and that they've been open to, like, hey, let's take a Jewish tune and let's let's work it out, let's give it that gospel feel, according to Zion Baptist Church in Ardmore, right? And that's a very special sound that. You, you can't get it everywhere. I know James likes to say, oh, there are a million of us. So I'm like, yes, and. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, but real, and, and final, final thought before we get. So we were in Nashville, Howie, Howard, Howard and I were recording a song. So Jake, as I told you, Jake is down there. He's doing his music uh, uh, thing. 
producing and he's in a band and we were sitting down one day and he was talking to Harold and I heard him say to Harold, I stole this chord from Dean. So that's <laughs> Dean in our church. So see, it's, it's contagious. He's learning. Like I said, it's a school. He was like, yeah, I add, he added something in there. And I was like, I was like, nice. And I was walking out of the room and I heard Harold, I heard Jake say to Harold, yeah, I stole this from Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's the schooling behind that's the education that, you know, if you, I would say, if you'd ask some of the Jewish participants, what are they getting from it? They're like, well, there's a whole lot of music knowledge coming out of this camp, man, <laughs> whether they realize it or not. Yep. I got I got to cut us off. I'm really sad. But before we go, so you said you have an album or two? We do. We have, got an, album. Album. We have an where album. Can, called, where can uh, people find them? So everything's on Spotify. Everything's on every music service that you can access. Apple tunes, everything. Uh, it's called of love and protest. Um, that's one album. And then separately, if you look up these songs of freedom and these songs of freedom includes the Dianu, Oh Lord, we praise you tune and the of love and protest includes the safe in his arms tune um, that we mentioned. So please check them out and let us know what you think. Go to YouTube. Awesome. And if you type it, if you go to YouTube, you type in, we rise, we have two versions. Um, and that's, that's where you'll see, as I said, we, we get uh, the capture of the Muslims uh, praying and everything. It's for, that's the all inclusive video that you can see of who we are. It has Harold. I hope you were as elevated studio, by so that really conversation good, as really I was excellent, and excellent am. Shot by Samson about Harold and Jesus. Awesome. So work I'm going to, I'm going to put links up the wazoo in the show notes. I'll have links to audio to right, some of the right, YouTube right clips and, I'll, um, and to a website I'll tell people where you at the end of the podcast what more. episode that is. So, they can right, find it so in movement news, had a good day on Saturday with a three game ultimate frisbee tournament. And it's got all your, my back all, uh, was fine, and I decided to rest from, on from Sunday, that album. Even they had another Harold couple of and games because we have what a big a tournament coming up at the beginning of next month. Of here and, and I'm back to doing a little bit of weeding. I did about 25 share, minutes share the with the hoe this bending this over, this being careful with my back. Felt like. so and thank you things so much. seemed to be okay, but thank 20 you. minutes seemed to be the limit. We'll connect again. Doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, strength training, just. Making sure I'm using lighter weights and really focusing on form as opposed to just pure strength. So hopefully, the form will pay off and the strength will return. In garden news, getting a lot of kale. I chopped up about eight cups. Uh, four of those cups went into a soup that I made in preparation for a podcast conversation that I just finished with Drina Burton, who's the author of the new book, Drina's Kind Kitchen. So she has something called Aush Soup, which is an Afghan noodle soup. And I put in um, a bunch of garden kale. And there's also another bunch in there, which can either you know, smash with some hot potatoes or um, throw an avocado and make it the basis of a salad. Haven't decided yet. But the garden's... Um, giving us that. And then, then later on today, we're going to go over and see. We planted a whole bunch a row of sweet potatoes in our neighbor's garden in between all his buckwheat because he had better sort of fencing and some electric fencing. So the uh, groundhogs couldn't get in. And uh, we'll see if we have actual potatoes because we started them kind of late, maybe a month late. So I don't know if we're going to get any or big ones or none or we're just going to harvest the leaves and uh, steam them or put them in soups. All right, time for thanks. Thanks to Will Reidenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Dawn, The Dance of Peace. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willreidenauer.com. And of course, thanks to all of you Plant Yourself podcast patrons. 
Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Brittany Porter, Dominic Maurer, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Behrens, Tina Scharf, Tina Ahern, Jen Filkonofsky, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Kelly Cameron, Janet Selby, Claire Adams, Tom Franz, Jeanette Benham, Gila Serk, David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Dorona Vizov, Gio and Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesner, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, Aviva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Val Lineman, Nick Harper, Bandana Chawley, Molly Levine, The Inscrutable, Harry R., Susan Laverty, The Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Scharf, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Copel, Julian Watkins, Breed O'Connell, Sharon Hirschman, Linda Ayad, Holm Hedegaard, Isa Tuzinwa, Connie Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Olikoski of Plant Powered for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Morani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Anne Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazelton, Peter W. Evans, Dennis Bird, Darby Kelly, Lori Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Emily Iconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan Picorni, Stephen Lenin, Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Kartz, Deanne Bishop, Billbury Elf, Marjorie Lewis, Trisha Adams, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunmarie Hagen, Tracy Gulledge, Laura Heaton, Meg from Mama Says, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Paranganchi. Amy Daly, Brian Tourville, Mark Jeffrey Johnson, Josie Dempsey, Karen Schmidt, Pamela Hayden, Emily Perryman, Allison Corbett, Richard Stone, Lauren Vaught of Edible Musings, Aaron Hasty, Sean Owen, Sagar Nayak, Erica Piedra, Danielle Roberts, Michael Lushton, Sarah Johnson, Catherine Floyd, for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for now. As always, be well, my friends.